Welcome to Scottcast, the super colorful original telecommuted transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I'm here with Ian Dixon. Hello, hello. And this is my favorite kind of Scottcast to have, Ian. Not the big party atmosphere where there's a hundred people and games and and people are getting all uh, wasted. <laughs> I prefer this one-on-one caffeinated powered caffeine fueled Scottcast. We have had problems with the the shwasted. Yes, yes, and so I need to reboot Scottcast again. I think this is like the fourth time I've rebooted it. Yeah, and the only person that's bound to notice that I've been rebooting Scottcasts is this guy for, who lives in Virginia. I'm thinking it's Charlie O'Donnell. Master Charles was his screen name back in high school days, middle school, high school days, mm-hmm. with a Z. And he's the only person I know who lives in Virginia. I crawled through my entire Facebook friends list. Who is listening from Virginia? I'm just kidding. Charlie, the SoundCloud told me it was Master Charles. Charlie O'Donnell. Is that the guy with the... Uh that played Robin when there was like nipple suits and and Batman. That's Chris O'Donnell. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> O'Donnell's correct though. And an impressive reach back <laughs> to the annals of forgotten actors. <laughs> wow. I don't I don't think he's been hired since the Bat Nipple. I would hope not. You know, I think he, I think he stopped at Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Although I kind of missed the 90s version of Batman. Yeah. Yeah, the gritty reboot Batman, I, we've had it for like 15 years now. Like, we had Batfleck just now, and then mm-hmm. before that we had the Christopher Nolan Batman. And like, yeah, sure, they're sad and they're temperamental and stuff like that, but no, give me the nipple bat suit. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think superhero films in general have taken kind of a a pretty sad dive they seem to just kind of ride it till it's dead. Yeah, all around. Yeah, they they've greased the money machine, and now it's mm-hmm. on the downward slope. Where all the movie studios know that they're just cashing in as much as they can, and that they're going to eventually ride this well out, and they're going to have to find some new hype thing, like mummy reboots or something like that. Well, they did that with Tom Cruise, and that, that went poorly as well. Well, they, they, they went a little too quickly. They, they pulled the trigger too quickly. That was a studio that's like, no, we got to get out of the superhero game now. Quick, Brendan Fraser reboots without Brendan Fraser. Next, they're going to do that one where he's a, uh, where he's gets trapped in a time capsule in the 50s, and he wakes up in, like, 1995, San Francisco. Encino Man? I don't feel like that's it. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's the movie portion of the Scott Cat. <laughs> Which leads pretty pretty handily into an idea you've been bouncing around Ian. Ah. Yeah, where you you you've seen me with my Scott cast and you've and now you want an Ian branded media outlet for your ego. Yeah, I, I found a need to, to stroke my ego a bit. Um, that's not something I, I typically trend toward, but uh, 
I waste a lot of time watching YouTube videos, mm-hmm. and I notice that most uh, YouTube, uh, what's the word? Channels, stars, <laughs> mavens. Yeah. Uh, content providers. Content providers. They're, they're not particularly well developed. Okay. They just they <laughs> turn on the camera and go. They're like, hey, I want to be a YouTube star, and then they kind of just do their thing. And I'm really amateur at a lot of things. So am I. So maybe I can do that. I'm doing something amateurishly right now. Yeah. (laughs) So if I were to venture into the world of YouTube and and be an amateur at at things, what would I do? I feel like I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades in that I'm not real good at anything. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm passable at a lot of things. Uh-huh. And I thought, hey, maybe I could just be passable at all the things, and that would be like a, a good YouTube channel. Yeah, a YouTube channel that'll take care of everything, but not well. Let me show you all the things that I'm decent at. Yeah, I will show you how to cut a sushi roll. But, like, not great. It's not like you're... Yeah. You're just like, okay, don't press down. Certainly, I am not a, uh, a gourmet chef, but I can I can feed myself. Right, which is one step above a lot of people. Let me show you how I feed myself <laughs> in a very low-budget and amateur way. It's got to be, like, a parody. So, like, you're, I think your audience is fellow people who also watch too many YouTube videos... Likely. And who would find it absolutely humorous to find someone doing a send-up of someone unboxing something. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, So some of the ideas I had, uh, cat whispering. Cat whispering. People love cat videos, right? Right. I have cats. You do. (laughs) (laughs) Content machines. (laughs) Uh... One of my cats is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's Jonesy, the, the the forebear of the Jonesy clonesy name. Yeah, so um, Jonesy and I have a, a wonderful relationship, and I can show other people how to have that that sort of cat person relationship. I feel like you just looked out with Jonesy. So like you're just going to be showing people uh, this wonderful cat who will let you wear him as a scarf. Who, who who's basically just a, a piece of cuddling furniture <laughs> that homes in on you when you're in certain spots. And, and they're going to assume that, oh, just follow your three sets of advice and it'll work. I think that's tip number one is you got to pick the right cat. That's a great <laughs> tip, though. See, this is, not, this is not amateur video hour. This is turning into actual actionable advice hour. Yeah. So is this a useful channel or not? That's my question. I don't understand. Is this a parody channel? Is this an actually useful channel? Like you're, like you're saying, look, people don't need to be masters at anything. They need to be competent. And your job is to bring people to the most base level of competence through YouTube and a wide variety of tasks. Precisely. What else besides cat whispering is there? Well, I am a... Uh... I am a... I consider myself a, a musical connoisseur. Connoisseur of um, the pro- progressive music. 
particularly. No, yeah, I like I like the Prague. The I Swedish like the, uh, music and the French music. I'm partial to jazz and to metal, and I, I have pretty uh, wide interests when it comes to music. You don't like Brandy Carlisle? Not a, not a not a fan of the the pop so much. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. Music is kind of tough, but I could uh, I could maybe do a, a video about about guitar playing. Okay. I'm not a particularly good guitar player, mm-hmm. although I've been playing for damn near 20 years. I should I should probably be better <laughs> than I am. You've been at the ceiling for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I can I can show you the basics. You can do the those power chords. Okay. <laughs> I think that video is out there. <laughs> I can, uh, I think I can bullshit like the the theory stuff. I can, okay. I can pretend like I know what I'm saying. So I'll, I'll make... give wildly inaccurate information. But you're gonna say it with confidence. I'll be confident when I when I speak it. Yes. I think that's the main takeaway from this. If you if you have a base level of competence and you execute with confidence, then you might as well already be a master. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you're barely there, and then just (laughs) call it a pass. (laughs) I think that's what this is. I think you should make this thing. I think we should get going on it. We can have a full studio. I have lighting. I have cameras. We should make a real professional production about something very amateur. We should do it and, and and not. I don't know. I can't. I can't really. I can't. I still can't grok it. I like. I like that. Uh, that reference there. <laughs> Is it a reference? Yeah. What's it a reference to? <laughs> what did I just a stranger to? in a strange land. Grokking. Is that a thing? Yeah. I thought. I thought grokking was its own word. I got that book from my intro to psych class in college. I was the only person who understood my professor's testing style. Okay, you really grokked his testing style. I grokked his testing We're style. Teach you guys this word. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like one of two people who passed this intro to like social psych class or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, yeah, he gave me the my my psychology reward was uh stranger in a strange land uh-huh. and i read it and it was uh about the uh, martian who came to earth and he he grokked things it was like a almost like a a word for assimilating information it sounds like that one album you showed me where they had an alien come to earth and and he was the smartest guy in the world or in the universe or the multiverse <laughs> and uh and he wanted the greatest cup of coffee and he demanded it and he, he just demanded it general to the entirety of the planet earth ziltoid the omniscient yes ziltoid the omniscient <laughs> <laughs> what i don't understand about ziltoid and his mission is why didn't he just knowing everything go to where that coffee is made why does he address the whole planet? It seems like a logistical nightmare to organize everybody for one small, insignificant. Uh... Insignificant. Yeah, it's just coffee. It's just a cup of coffee. Like, I made coffee just now, and it's like, we didn't even mention it yet. We didn't even mention my lovely 
Hamtramck based podcast studio with full kitchen, uh, office, bedroom, uh, lounge area, and even a gym. This is a quite a podcast studio. It is. I live uh, in I'll it. Admit. I live in my podcast studio. <laughs> really, you do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a house. Uh, I was going somewhere. Hold on. Uh, we were talking about grokking. We got talking about grokking. Let's go to the next thing. And the next thing I wanted to talk about was, oh, the clickbait portion of the uh, of the episode. Making the music. It's the clickbait music. It's the clickbait. Whoa. It's the clickbait. Whoa. And the clickbait uh, portion of the show is all about, uh, I, I plan things in advance that I think people would be like, hey, let's listen to it and see what that's like. And and uh, and then I give them disappointing <laughs> <laughs> uh, returns. And so this this version of clickbait, uh, Scott Cast clickbait. There's no actual name for it yet. Is I'm going to tell you about my experience and an exclusive tidbit. Exclusive, absolutely exclusive to the world. I probably shouldn't even say it. I'll probably censor it. None of this is. All of this is getting cut. But. I will tell you about the time I met Brian Johnson of Tell Him Steve Dave at, in Michigan in the snowed out tundra of Sterling Heights. Aw, shit. Yeah, that's right. It was the first time I've ever been to a comic convention. And when I heard about them coming to Sterling Heights, I was real excited. And I was like, I didn't know how to buy tickets for a comic convention. So I was just like, oh, sh- I don't know what to do. Uh, so I bought the three-day pass, you know, just to be safe. I don't know when they're doing things. I don't know how to navigate their website. I was trying to buy, a, uh, I was trying to buy some fries at the time, and and I just didn't have the energy. So I just bought the three-day ticket, called it a day. Get to the show, and and it's the last day. They they show up on the last day of the thing, so the three-day thing was pointless. Well, or I showed up the last day. Like, they had their panel on the last day, I should say. So the three-day thing was pointless. And and the actual panel took place outside where the ticketing area was. So I didn't even need to buy a ticket. <laughs> but I got the three-day VIP frickin' pass to this thing. And it was nice. There was some cosplayers. It seemed like it was like one of them just-starting kind of conventions where... Everyone's just real uh, optimistic, but nothing really great's going on, except for the entire viewers universe was in the back. <laughs> and Brian O'Halloran, Jason Me. Anyways. Yep, I met Brian Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great version of clickbait, Scott Cast, don't you think? Do you want to talk about your your experience meeting him? He was a good guy. He was a nice guy. Like okay. you gotta you 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 wonder when you meet a celebrity or a pseudo celebrity or whatever. What 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 rank would Brian Johnson from Tell Him Steve Dave have? It's a popular podcast. I suppose it depends who you ask. He's on Comic Book Men. That's on. That was on after all the good seasons of Walking Dead. Yeah. So I guess you know it's, he's the beard guy. So I guess most people would know him from that. 
Or maybe more people would know him from the Tell Him Steve Dave podcast. Who knows? Point is, it's just a podcast. And people, you have to explain what a podcast is. So if you're the best podcast, what does that even mean? This is the worst podcast, so what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little meta. But anyways, so it's somebody in the public eye that, that I've been following mm-hmm. in my public eye. And, and you always wonder, is this guy going to be a jerk? Is this guy going to be, am I going to make a fool of myself? The answer to one of those questions is yes. <laughs> Which question? <laughs> Which do you think, <laughs> knowing me? <laughs> well, he was a good guy. <laughs> he was nice. He told me about a project that they're working on, him and Q. It's very exciting. I don't even, I don't even think I should give the full details. But then again, no one's going to listen to this podcast. But then again, if I go around, this is the clickbait portion. This is my moral ethical dilemma. They announced, he didn't announce a podcast. No, he didn't announce this project on the podcast, mm-hmm. right? So I know about this project that they're trying to do that is really exciting as a podcast listener, as a fan. Not even knowing the podcast, you understand my dilemma. Do I spill the beans, be the first person to break it, ride that telling Steve Dave coattail fame all the way to 50 listeners? <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 do I, or do I end the clickbait portion of, my, uh, of this particular episode with complete and utter disappointment? That's quite a dilemma. Yeah. Suspense is killing me. (laughs) It's a cool project. (laughs) Does it have to do with uh, a breakdancing cop? Oh, God, I wish. (laughs) Johnny Rush, breakdancing cop. (laughs) (laughs) Next segment. I wanted to do something I was very excited for. I think uh, I think David actually had the original idea for this uh, to do a live live advice cast for Scott Cast. And David's not here, but I, on Facebook uh, he updated his relationship status to not single anymore. So I don't think he's going to be podcasting with us. Damn, because <laughs> this is a very I've got nothing else to do. Where are we gonna get our, all our dick jokes now? I we'll have to we'll have to Google them. <laughs> I have to Google that segment. It'll be fine. We can do it. We can Google dick jokes and you know make make do. I I'm, but then again because if if we stop doing dick jokes now, we're gonna lose our entire audience, which is like three people. And the thriving three people, you can build on that. You can get those people to tell their friends, to tell their friends, to tell their friends, mm-hmm. if you pay them enough. But if you have zero people, you can't pay anybody off. This is true. So that's the thing. He, so, so I'm trying to grasp at content he might have left over. And the thing that, he, that, I, that I'm going to try today is live cast. Is, is, we're going to combine the power and technology of Facebook Live with the combined wisdom uh, of our like 60 odd year experience right between me and Ian here our life experience goes far 
It is not to be trifled with. And I believe we can use this podcast for good, Ian. Don't you? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm going to try to I'm going to type I'm going to type it out here. Speaking of advice and speaking of meeting celebrities, Oh, we skipped over a little bit. Oh, uh, we did. Well, I was, just, I'm just terrible at shepherding <laughs> people through, through a simple outline. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. So, so Scott had the pleasure of, of meeting Brian Johnson recently, and I am right. looking forward to an experience of meeting John Waters for a second time. That's got to be different because, like, the first time I met Brian Johnson, I was I was all nervous. Well, the only time I met him, I was all nervous and and like, oh, I, I you know, put him on a pedestal kind of thing. Yeah, you know. But I feel like if I met him again, I'd be like, sup? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you. You know me. Sup? Little head nod and then leave. Don't even say hi because <laughs> you know we're that casual now. We're just like sup. So like so, but you're giddy for the second time meeting John Waters. I am. What, what's so great about John Waters? Um, have you seen Pink Flamingos? I've heard of it, probably from you. Probably. What did you tell me? Well, he's he's kind of like a, a cult icon, in, in terms of sort of guerrilla filmmaking and uh, cult film. I mean. He set the bar for weird sex stuff in in movies and midnight films and I don't know, man. Like the first time I met him, I feel like I wasn't prepared. Uh, I didn't really have anything to say, and this time I'm I'm really wanting to. I feel like I, I should have some questions or s- something to say, you know? Okay, so do you have, like, something prepared? I don't. Well, that's the first thing. So, yeah, while we're soliciting uh, questions from our audience, maybe they can provide me with some questions to ask John Waters. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if our audience is that sort of person that gives a shit about John Waters. But. Here's, a, here's a second edition of our clickbait thing. I'm going to put in a, in the Facebook post. Also, we're accepting questions for John Waters. There you go. Yeah. And people are like, how did Scott Cass get John Waters? <laughs> so give us questions for John Waters, and I will ask him on April 22nd. April 22nd, and then we'll have a, we'll have a follow-up Scott Cast if anybody... Responds to this. <laughs> if anybody should happen, our to big find three this. listeners. If any of them give a shit about John yeah. Waters, yeah, Charlie O'Donnell. How do you like John Waters? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about those bat nipples. Yeah, I mean th- that's an open question for every listener. <laughs> what is your opinion on bat nipples? Are you pro or pro nip or no nip? When tweet it hashtag pro nip <laughs> hashtag no nip, and we'll count it next week. It's going to be zero for both. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still have an unresolved thing. So we're about to go live. This is a historic moment. Ian. <laughs> Are you excited? Uh, sure. Yeah. No, you're, not, you're not excited. We're going we're gonna to get We're going to do this. We're going to get through this no matter what. Going to get your mom to respond? Maybe. <laughs> okay, we are live. This is Scott Cast Live. 
Everybody, watch your mouths. We are recording a live Scottcast right now, and this is exactly how it happens. You know, it's just me and my friend at a table with the microphone. So if you've ever wanted to know the hello Jets. Well, <laughs> so we just have people from Scottcast now joining live at Scottcast. So okay, that works. So Kyle, oh, I knew it. I knew it. Mom's watching. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so okay. So we're accepting advice, and in the meantime, while you guys think of questions to post, I think we'll see them if you post them. If not, I don't know. Call me. <laughs> My phone will interrupt the stream, and then uh, and then we'll do it from there. But I want to deposit a question, which is a thinly veiled uh, way to get me to rant about my, one of my favorite fictional universes. And the question I want to pose to Ian is, um, if you had to kill Lord Voldemort, if you were charged with the task mm-hmm. in the Harry Potter universe, uh, how would you go about it? Right? It's yeah. A so this is a powerful uh, dark wizard in the universe. Speaking of me being extremely amateur at everything. Right. This is one of my areas of least expertise. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, I am aware that there's, uh, what's it called? A series of horcruxes. Horcruxes. Which contain bits of his soul. So you gotta, you gotta destroy those. Yeah. Obviously. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we're hinting at my strategy uh, with these questions and these suppositions. I don't know. I'm I'm wondering about like the the subtext of your question and like how do you kill Lord Voldemort? Is that is that about like really making him suffer? Or is that like practically what's the best way? I mean, you know, one or two. I mean, he's he's definitely an evil wizard who might you know deserve what's coming to him. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like that given the palette of anything magical, mm-hmm. it's like. There's so many creative ways to solve this dark wizard problem. For instance, do you remember, and maybe maybe some fan theory has already debunked this, or I don't know, I haven't checked J.K. Rowley's Twitter, but uh, pr- remember back in like the third or fourth book or movie or what have you, Hermione is a real nerd and she's trying to get to as many classes as possible. Mm-hmm. And so they give her a little... A little tiny, uh, little tiny hourglass. You flip it, and it takes you back an hour. Mm. Right? Okay. This is time travel. Time turner. There it is. So, yeah, we get, I get questions. So if you have questions, please post them. We need them. Anyway, so you got the time turner. So I'm just thinking, take the time turner. You do that for like an hour, mm-hmm. right? You know, that's an hour every turn. And just do that for an hour. And then eventually Voldemort's going to be a baby again. And then he can do whatever you want. So you... It's no horcruxes, just just a baby. You want to murder a baby. A Voldemort. <laughs> the most evil dark wizard of all time. Let's posit that straight away for people who are just uh, joining in. I feel like there may be consequences for just murdering an innocent baby before he's done anything wrong. I don't think so because it's Voldemort. It would it, like sure like you're going back in time and you're committing an atrocious crime, but you're preventing an entire uh, muggle. There, there could be 
unforeseen crime. consequences to that, though. That's like going back in time and murdering Hitler. Like, <laughs> obviously, most people would be like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, do that." Right. But also, like, there was rampant anti-Semitism all throughout Europe. It okay. wasn't just Germany. So you're saying. So that- what if killing Hitler kind of put some some more horrible fate onto the the Jewish nation. I I mean, you know, that's a lot that's a lot to suppose. Like I mean, like I'm saying anyone in their right mind would be like, yeah, fucking murder baby Hitler, but right. <laughs> but you're saying that maybe we should but be more careful we, with time. We don't travel. know. Yeah. Okay, you're afraid of butterfly effect type stuff. Exactly. I think we should discount butterfly effects. I think I think if you get into that, then you're never going to use time travel. And then what's the point of science? What's the point of science yeah, if there's no, science if if there's no time travel? Working towards time travel. <laughs> if we're just going to get to time travel and if then this be this theoretical like, thing doesn't matter. So, so that's, I, I don't accept butterfly effect as a reason. I don't accept inaction. That's what I think. I just think, why wouldn't they at least think about using the time turner? And then, I don't know, maybe just reprimanding Voldemort. And telling him, you know what? No. No. Muggles are cool. They're okay. No. No Tom Riddle. No. So I, I can see reprimand. I think, yeah, I think Voldemort was probably, he was, he was malleable, right? Because you can, you can shape behavior for anybody. You don't have to murder babies, right? I, well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. I, I I mean, but like at the same time, what if his dark energy was like, because like he's comes from the Slytherin line, so he's had so much, so much like wizard hate flowing through him, genetically, you know. If I think that's how it works <laughs> in wizard world, genetic wizard hate, you know. Yeah, John Waters. Yeah, he's going to meet John Waters, and he's accepting questions about john waters and and we're waiting for questions and while we're waiting for questions we're talking about how you would take care of voldemort if you had a time travel device okay i think we (laughs) caught everyone up okay (laughs) so so i'm just saying why why aren't they at least coming up with strategies to use this thing they just gave this thing to a to a to a little girl to get to class like there's no butterfly effect when it comes to getting going to class, but when you're dealing with the evil dark wizard, there's a butterfly effect. I don't, I don't buy it. I think it's a plot hole. Like I said, this is one of my areas of extreme amateurism. I don't know if that's a word. This entire podcast is is, is a series <laughs> of extremely amateurish conversations. True. Even the conversations themselves are amateurish. People are stepping on each other. People are not continuing threads, not following the outline. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings me, when is this John Waters event? Well, that is a question we can answer. Yeah, so I'm meeting John Waters on April 22nd at L Club. Yep. Yes, sir. We need better questions. (laughs) That's, That's a thing. This is a perfect time to bring up our sponsor today, while we have two listeners. (laughs) Uh, We would like to thank the Girl Scouts of America for sponsoring Scottcast. And uh, to celebrate, 
their sponsorship, we're going to do a live unboxing of these Samoa cookies. <laughs> so here we go. Ian bought uh, about a pallet's worth. No, Tom Riddle was a student in Hogwarts. Yeah, he was a student when he opened up the Chamber of Secrets. So he was a student there. You know, he definitely... Wait, Tom Riddle was an actual person? Tom Riddle was, well, in the Harry Potter universe, was an actual person. I don't understand your question. I thought it was like, uh, what's it called? Where the letters are all mixed up. It was like a... a Voldemort. Mnemonic device or yeah. something. Yeah, it turned out this is how Voldemort got his name. He was sitting around doing dark magic one day, and he was writing his name in the air, and he was like, I am Thomas Marvel Riddle. And then he was like, Stenogram. And it was, now I'm Lord Voldemort. I don't understand <laughs> how wizards pass their time. Anyway, back to the live unboxing of these Samoa cookies from the Girl Scouts of America, our sponsor for this evening. John Waters oh, film. favorite John Waters film. Mine Ooh. is Pink Flamingo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's the only one I know because he's the only one he told me about. My favorite is Desperate Living. Desperate Living. Desperate Living. Mm. What's that about? Um, it's complicated. Cool. It's uh. uh Kind of a disturbed housewife, um, runs away to, I forget what the town's called, it's like, Mortville, I think, Mortville, and, uh, Mortville, yeah, Mortville, it's kind of like a trash dump, um, okay, what's her name, the egg lady from... Pink Flamingos is like the queen. I forget what her actual name is. I'll know it as soon as someone posts it. Mary says, sup, weenies. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, she goes to Mortville and kind of overthrows the, the queen. It's like a big trash. Wait, is it like a medieval film? No. It's... Who's the queen? Uh, damn. Can someone... Copy and paste the IMDb summary of uh, the movie we're talking about so I can read it instead of having a conversation. Instead of listening to me babble about shit. I want something concise. <laughs> and I want something with, with, with plot points. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what age we're in. Give me a second, I'm looking it up. Oh, we're still being sponsored by the Girl Scouts of America. Now, I've been like completely enamored with myself in the video. So I've been missing the mic. It's going to show in the live uh, in the, in the, in the, when the episode drops. All two listeners. A neurotic society woman murders her husband with the help of her maid and on the lam ex- escapes to Mortville, a homeless community ruled over by a fascist queen. They shack up with a lesbian ex-wrestler and her murderous lover before returning into the tyrannical Queen Carlotta, ruler of Mortville. I don't think I'd want to be like the ruler of a homeless community. <laughs> that seems like that seems like a bad job more than like a position of power and respect. It's a glorious film. No, I need not the link. 
like a give me a paragraph. But he's reading it also. I read it. Yeah. Basically, uh, it's all pretty. What's the word? Morose and bleak. <laughs> That's why it's your favorite. Any any John Waters film is in acquired taste. Okay. You should be prepared for uh, shock and awe. Shock and awe. So so nobody has questions for us or John Waters. That's that's cool. We don't need we don't need we don't need your questions. We can we can generate content on our own. We haven't gotten any requests for advice yet. That's what I most wanted. I wanted to help people. That's what Scottcast is about. That and passing time. <laughs> they don't need advice. They have perfect lives. Which makes sense. That's why you're listening to Scottcast. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So advice time was a failure. Or was a great success, depending on how you frame it. And we're going to log off the Facebook Live. And if you care to enjoy the full episode, oh, we as we get people, um, if you want to enjoy the full episode, it'll be dropping this weekend. Maybe. Probably. It's not going to be like Scott Cast Saves Christmas, where like I have this huge production and then it takes weeks, and then event, and then I get to the end of it, and I realize it's completely unusable, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> never mind. We don't save Christmas, so there we go. You can catch that, catch us outside. Well, that went out live. Epic failure. It was great. It's <laughs> exactly what I wanted. But yeah, so okay, nobody in our audience needed any advice whatsoever. Yeah. I guess that means we have impeccable friends who are completely in control of their lives. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Because everybody's got a crazy friend except for me. Which is weird. <laughs> Makes you think. I believe that's that's all we got for this Scottcast. Really? I mean, we could go. We can go. We could stop it and then do another episode of Scottcast. We could just babble on for hours. In, yeah. Incomprehensibly. If we're gonna, but if we're gonna do more, we're gonna need to break it. What do we gotta break? I don't know. It's a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it would be like that's the end of this episode, and stop. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening to Scottcast. Tune in next week. Maybe it'll be another one. Or will it? Maybe if we get together and things have a good normal editing schedule, you know, and if people. Actually, follow through on their commitments, mostly me. You know, I usually end up freaking just sitting on the project files forever and then they just never get to editing them. And then by the time I do, I've completely forgot the strain of conversation, so it's real hard to edit. And then I just do other work that I need to do. Catch you next week. <laughs>